sitting over here on Parchment Farm. Hello, and welcome to the Two Pats and a Pod podcast uh, with myself, uh, Patrick McCart Jr. Uh, and with me here today is Patrick McCart Sr. Uh, and uh, I don't think I've ever actually called you that before, yeah. Patrick McCart Sr. Sounds doesn't sound right. No, <laughs> I'm your father. <laughs> um, so. I suppose we're starting off a series of podcasts where we're going to uh, talk about current affairs, politics, news, and, and everything in between. Um, you know, from a, I suppose a casual enough point of view, um, but it's just something we, we we spend a lot of time in our house uh, debating and arguing and everything else. So we figured, why not start recording it? Um, and I suppose to get stuck right into it, the big story this week: the election. Uh, Question for you, Pat. Do you think uh, are Sinn Féin going to be part of the next government? Well, by the time this goes out, we'll probably know. But, but uh, there's certainly the the dynamic this time has definitely changed. Uh, I think uh, Fine Gael came in expecting. Uh, obviously, Leo called the election at a time that he thought everything was mm-hmm. on the up. Uh, the Irish government, in fairness to them, had done a very good job in Brexit. I think he thought the ship was sailing nicely along. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they didn't expect was that uh, suddenly out of nowhere, and I think it did come out of left field, the rise of Sinn Féin. Sinn Féin, as everyone knows, has had a pretty turbulent year. They messed up in the European elections. They messed up in Northern Ireland. Uh, they didn't do very well in the local government elections in the South or in the North. So they uh, they were everybody thought they were in the doldrums, uh, uh, or sort of be calmed, and now nobody quite expected this sort of surge in, in recent times. Yeah, there, there wasn't really any sort of, well, I mean, not that I could see any indication that, that they were going to have this surge. Abso- absolutely not. But I think what did happen is people, um, uh, the government, I think every time a government minister, minister goes on uh, television or radio or and tells everybody how great things are, I think they just lose votes. And uh, uh, Finn Gale have been in government for the best part of a decade. For many people, those at the top, things are going great. Uh, they, they talk about you know um, the economy, economy being turned around. But if you're on an average income, you, your price of your uh, private health insurance has gone up. If your car has gone up, the, uh, the cost of living has gone up. Mm. There are uh, the universal social charges still there. I think someone I heard someone on the other day saying uh, ten years ago twenty three percent of your income went in taxes and charges. Now it's something like thirty seven, thirty eight percent, which is huge. So the average working person thinks the 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 economy might have turned around for those at the top, but it certainly hasn't turned around for those. At, so and I, and of course add on to that, uh, waiting lists and hospitals, uh, uh, childcare, costs, everything. So uh, everything. So you know it's uh, it's this the story. At for those at the bottom of the pyramid, isn't isn't that great? And you know, is there a bit of a? I mean, I mean, it's maybe the old cliche that there's a disconnect between Fun Gael uh, and the and the working population. But you know, you see this thing around some of their election literature uh, describing you know the average household fifty thousand or something. Uh, something Forty seven thousand. How many people in this country are on forty seven? Particularly I mean, in places like Donegal. Uh, Donegal, but but even like you know the that's the of, average wage. You know, you like, know, like even surely in uh, the likes of inner city Dublin, and not many people making that. You know. In the, no. the, the poor areas, yeah. you know. Right, fair enough if you're living in uh, you know leafy suburbs. Uh, you know, uh, fair well, enough. sure if you're on five hundred euros a, a week, which is what you wouldn't be on much more than twenty five. Uh, you know, and if you're on about seven hundred euros a week, you're still only hitting about thirty thousand. So I'm, I'm, you know, you need to be on about eight eight hundred and fifty to hit forty forty seven yeah, thousand yeah. euro. When you think about it, it's sort of a staggering miscalculation by Fungale, isn't it? Really, but the, the Fungale always do this. Uh, 
uh, the la- the last time they, you know the, the, there was an implication we have turned the economy around mm. and, uh, and we want all the credit for it. There's almost a sort of a smugness that yeah. uh, rubs off on people. Aye, there is, and I mean, you know, maybe that comes from Varadkar down. Uh, that you can see Leo when he's on any of the debates, and he's he, he's almost sitting back with sort of a, a and the initial debates anyway. I think he got a bit more worried uh, as the time went on, but the initial debates he did look quite happy with himself. You know, yeah, yeah. he kept got the cream. And now, to be fair, I thought in the initial debates. He actually did quite well. He allowed sort of Michael Martin and Mary Lou to take chunks out of each other, at least in the main leaders' debate. Um, and and you know, and I think Leo definitely is when it comes to taking on Michael Martin head to head. Leo always comes out on top. Leo is a, a very uh, astute politician, and he's a very he's a, he's an intelligent man, and he does seem to be able to take on um, in a strange sort of way like Brian Cowan. Uh, Cowan, uh, as a as a politician, uh, was a superb. He was a master of detail. Yeah. He was a absolutely bloody awful Tisha but uh, Leo is very competent Aye. and in fairness I mean you can't deny they've handled I, I might personally I think they've handled Brexit very well Haman Coveney absolutely very very they des- well and they deserve due recognition and credit for it yeah. but I mean obviously that and the economy led them to believe that it was going to be a walk in the park but, uh, that, but you see that's where politicians to use your own phrase get out of touch uh, I think they thought but we have done very well in Brexit. The economy's been turned around, and therefore we deserve a pat on the back and get five more years in government. It doesn't work like that. And now they could be out. Yeah. And so, Sinn Féin, if they get the, the numbers that they're projected to get, do you think, uh, will Fianna Fáil relent and make a deal? I, I, I always work on the basis that poli- uh, politics is a very cynical game. Uh, if it suits people to Gundy Power, they will Gundy Power. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, uh, like if somebody pointed to last time about the supply and confidence, or confidence supply range between Fine Gael and Fianna Foyle, and why didn't Fianna Foyle go, fo- go on whole hog? Uh, Michal Martin was smart enough, and I have to give him credit, or astute enough, to figure out Fianna Foyle hadn't been re- rehabilitated in the eyes of many Irish mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So to stay in opposition and give a chance to build slowly again. Uh, had he gone stood back into government, there would have been a massive outcry. These are the people who destroyed this country. They're, you're awarding incompetence and mm. cr- fraud and corruption and whatever else people wanted to describe it. Now um, he has he's done. A, I think it's, it was very clever this time around. People have basically forgotten it's t- more than ten years ago, and so. Uh, but I also believe uh, to answer your question that if the figures stack up, they will. Uh, Politics is always about the art of the possible, yeah. and they and it's possible to do a deal with Sinn Féin. They will do it. And there's and a, I have no doubt about that. Whatever. And there's been a lot of Fianna Fáil members uh, and, and and Fianna Fáil TDs that have not really ruled it out. You know, well, Michal Pat, has, hasn't he? Pat the Cope uh, was on Highland Radio on Tuesday or Wednesday morning, and he said very openly, uh, you know, uh, that uh, he was sort of distanced himself. That he said he had worked a lot with Pierce Doherty on matters of local interest, and. Uh, he, when he, he tried to tow the party line, he was making it very clear he had worked with Sinn Féin. So, Aye. like, if he can do it, I'm sure the rest of them can do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's definitely been a few others that have been very uh, cagey about, you know, they haven't been towing the party line. Yeah. Way, well, John so. McGuinness is certainly one. He's, he, he's, he's come out and said, you know, and I think various others. Um, like, there's, there's uh, Fianna Fáil described themselves as the Republican Party. Uh, now, Michal Martin has certainly gone way from that. Uh, the Republican Party under Michal Martin is actually probably more right-wing than Fine Gael. But there you go. 
Um, yeah, I wonder is that a, again like the, the way Finn Finn Gale reflects yeah. their leader. I wonder does that reflect Michal because he, he does strike me as somebody who maybe has a, 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 a bit more of a conservative approach to the previous leaders of Finnafall. But I uh, absolutely. Um, so here's a question as well, and obviously I think. It's, there's a debate around this, but in my opinion, it's as clear uh, to be seen as anything that there has been a significant attempt to really derail Sinn Féin, in particular, obviously, Mary Lou, the, uh, over the past sort of week, uh, since probably two weeks, maybe, to be fair. But, you know, obviously all the stuff with Paul Quinn, uh, the mm. Paul Quinn murder this week, but even before that, uh, you know, you see yeah, there's been a lot of hit to pieces in the media uh, on, on Sinn Féin policy. Uh, I just wonder, what, what do you think? I mean, is it conspir- conspiratorial to think that? Or? Uh, absolutely. Like, here's, uh, here's, I'll give you a simple question. Uh, two weeks ago, was anybody mentioning Paul Quinn? No. no uh, you know, and... Like and you need to be very careful here because there's a lot of sensitivities. Yeah. Paul Quinn was murdered by thugs, by yeah. psychopaths, whether they were Republican criminals or Trump evangelical supporters. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. These people, you know, and they should be in jail and they should spend the rest of their yeah. You got a horrific death. Right. But I have no doubt about it that uh, that this was this is cynical political use of a young fellow's death. Yeah. And th- th- what I I personally because I've known people in the north for years, people who have suffered. Like if you look at things like, I'll give you another example here. There's a woman called John, Joan Connolly, shot dead, mother of eight, uh, and by the British Army. No one ever mentions Joan Con, uh, uh, Connolly, mm. but Jean McConville, uh, as a name, is brought up time after time. Mm-hmm. And if you check out the three Quinn kids, you know the same name as Paul Quinn, who were murdered by the UVF in their home. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, two young Cairns fellows, their, their sister. The last photograph uh, 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 she has. As, well, I think it was her 11th birthday party and a couple of days later they were shot dead yeah. these people because they are not politically use, useful yeah. for yeah. the parties so therefore uh, by the way they're quite entitled to, to bring up Paul Quinn's uh, death uh, the, the family and all the rest and fight for justice for Paul Quinn yeah. but yeah. if anybody's trying to say this is not cynical political usage if two weeks ago nobody had heard of Paul Quinn and everybody's heard of him now what's the difference it's an election time, an election time. and I mean I do, I do believe Sinn Féin have a way to go I mean people want to bring up the, the provost and obviously there's still some of the old guard left there that have so, uh, involvement in Sinn Féin there's no doubt about that there but at the end of the day the provisional IRA are gone right yeah. uh, nobody can dispute that there uh, and Sinn Féin, I think, do have a road to travel in terms of removing the influence of some of the, the old provisional heads that are still involved there. And I, I think they're always going to be open to criticism until they do. But with whatever your argument about that is, the fact is, like you say, the Paul Quinn thing was not on anybody's radar. until. And I know God for, love his family. The, the terrible things happened there. Barbaric murder. And I know his, his mother has been campaigning for years. But you know, like you say, two weeks ago, was anybody talking about it? Yeah, and you see, it's, it's important to, uh, to distinguish between the two things. Uh, the family are quite entitled to demand, and and they should get, they should get apologies, they should get everything under the sun, but to, to, you know, the, the thing that has you know, those who are saying this has got nothing to do with politics, that the family, that that with the greatest respect is absolute rubbish, you know, that's been used. And But the other thing is that I sort of, I sort of, there were 3,000 deaths to every family there were death was a tragedy. Can you imagine if you were a nationalist family in the north who had somebody who was shot dead by a loyalist? Mm-hmm. You have to sit and sort of say, well, does Paul Quinn's death matter more than my family? No, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not disparaging Paul Quinn's death. I'm just making a point. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as, and I suppose it's welcoming that, 
obviously there was the comments by Pierce Doherty, uh, obviously Mary Lou herself addressed it, but Pierce Doherty as well, you know, condemning mm. the murder and, and saying that people... Actually, Pierce Doherty was on the RT News, uh, I think it was Wednesday night, he made it very clear. He said, the, these people should be behind bars. Anybody information, I, I had no problem, go to the police. Anything uh-huh. that I could do, he says, they sh- they, he says, these people shouldn't even, he says, they're criminals. He described them as criminals. Now, I don't know what... You know, what uh, more clear he has to make it but anyway I think that, that you, to get back to your point yeah Sinn Féin the whole thing they're evolving out of a conflict situation yeah. and there's definitely baggage there and people are, but so did Fianna Fáil so did mm. Fiann Gael mm. and, and, and you're dead right there's, there's possibly even you can argue it there's almost two parties now. There's the southern wing, the sort of uh, leafy suburbs, uh, the well-educated, yeah. the Mary Lou factor, convent girl who's no whiff of Cordite. And there's the old Martin McGuinness, no Adams and McGuinness, uh, the whiff of Cordite uh, evolving out of the troubles. And like that's that's evolutionary. That's yeah. that's the way politics work. Like have anybody you know, like people like Pierce Doherty, uh, Miriam Lord, who's the sketch writer for the Irish Independent. She said he was her politician of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, Miriam Lord is not a Sinn Féin or Sinner supporter, mm-hmm. or and certainly than the Penn group. Are. So, like, to, you know, it's not like the old days. Things are changing. People are so the Sinners. They uh, now they might have to make a, a, a big decision somewhere down the track about saying road to Damascus, to Damascus and say, look, uh, um, all this we have to put all this back. But they are saying that they are putting it behind us. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I suppose. What more can they do? Uh, do you think is there any possibility of a Fan government with uh, Labour, Greens, anybody backing them up? I, I still, you know, by the time this goes out, this this might uh, be all, um, you know, a hypothetical and, uh, and no longer relevant. It could take a few weeks to form it. Yeah, up. but I, I still believe it's, it's much more likely that Fianna Fáil and Fan Gael will come to some sort of arrangement. Yeah, yeah. I'd say they're Fan Gael uh, with a, maybe a rotating Tisha, Tisha yeah. or whatever. But they're likely, the two of them are likely uh, to form the biggest uh, block, you know. Um, has, no, that, has that ever happened before? Has there ever been a, a, a situation where two parties are sharing power like that? No, uh, not as far as I'm aware. Yeah. No, I, I, I think uh, Andy Kenny offered Hall Martin on the last occasion a yeah. rotating tissue, but he didn't go for it. And now, could be confidence supply again. Only things that's different, it might be different this time. Rather, the, the main party might uh, be Fianna Fáil with uh, yeah. Van Gael doing the confidence and supply. But I don't see them going into coalition because there's still too many. Uh, I actually know a, a, a well-known Fianna Fáil councillor in Donegal who told me uh, some years back that when his father heard that they were in discussions about even going into power with uh, uh, Fianna, uh, Fianna Gael, he said he would resign from the party. So there's still a lot of old blood, oh, you know. Yeah, but but though I don't understand it, the difference between Fianna, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael uh, in terms of policy and outlook and um, so so on is right, you know, a, a thin, thin th- wedge of paper, isn't it? A very thin wedge of paper. They're both basically centre right parties. Yeah. Yeah, so taking it back to a local level, obviously we're two Donegal men here. We're, we're doing this podcast in Letterkenny today. In terms of Donegal, who do you think is going to be the five? Well, it's uh, it's going to be two Sinn Féin. I, I, I think it's possibly two Sinn Féin. Like I, I, I met a Protestant man quite recently who told me he was voting for um, Sinn Féin. I met an English woman quite recently. Uh, who's voting for mm. Sinn Féin mm. um, and I'm going you know and that's how uh, things have changed around here so um, I, I, Padraig McLaughlin or not Padraig McLaughlin Pierce Doherty 
it's it's a five seat constituency. It used to be two uh, two three seat constituency. This time, I think uh, Pierce Doherty will top the poll by a mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Joe McHugh's the minister, and on a uh, recent poll, I think he was coming in about second place. Uh, plus the fact the Fin Gael vote will come out anyway; uh-huh. they will vote no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that's two. Charlie McConnell will get the Fianna Foil vote. That's three. Uh-huh. I think uh, Pierce's uh, votes and transfers should, should easily I bring in uh, Patrick McLaughlin because he's only shown to himself. And then it's a real dogfight for the last uh-huh. seat between uh, Pat the Cope, uh, Pringle. Pringle, and uh, I can't even think who who else would be on but Pringle definitely, yeah, uh, yeah. and so on. And Pat, um, and Pat the Cope's probably uh, for the for the last one. So uh, that's I'd say the first four. Might you know you could, whatever order? I think Pierce is going to come first, and then it's between Joe McHugh and Charlie McConnell. But who comes second and third? And then Podrick should get in and fourth. Pringle, he can't be lucky three times. He got in mm. uh, last time. Uh, he, he beat Podrick. Sinn Fein got too greedy. He thought they could get three uh, seats, and they planned it all wrong. They put in a guy in the sort of Fin Valley and took too many votes away from. Podrick, and yep. then they lost about five or six hundred votes, but it was neck and neck until the last transfer. Uh, so uh, this time, Pat the Cope's a machine, really. Yeah, uh, he? So he, yeah, he, you know, uh, he, he he might get a he's uh, legendary in the in the west of the county, mm. and he's and he's a wily campaigner. But <laughs> so, uh, but it's between him and Pringles, a certain TD as well. So it's, uh, I think the last seat will be the one that's really be of interest. I think. Well, whatever the case. By the time this goes out, it goes live. Uh, obviously, we're going to know the lay of the land, or at least in terms of how everybody's voted, and we'll see from there. So, uh, I think we'll call it at that, Pat. That's a yeah. nice way to start it off, uh, and, and hopefully we'll do a few more of these going forward. Well, people can see how accurate we are when this is all over. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, fuck. But oh, I, uh, okay, Pat, till the next time. All right. Thanks very much for listening, folks, and uh, we'll hopefully we'll, we'll try and get a few more podcasts going in the, in the coming weeks. Until then.